הרואה את הנולד, תוכנית בנושא חינוך ילדים, עצות מעשיות להורים, יכולות הילד מול החברה. הרבה פעמים אבא אומר לבן משפט, אתה רואה? אתה יכול, רק אתה לא רוצה. אין לי ספק שאתה יכול, אבל אתה לא רוצה. איזה מין משפט זה? יש ילד בעולם שבאמת לא רוצה להתקדם? השגת יעד עם מילות עידוד. כאשר אנחנו מגיעים לנושא הזה של עידוד, של מילים טובות, פתאום אתה מגלה שמתקמצנים על המילים, לא מוכנים לתת אותם. התמודדות ההורים מול בעיות חינוך. הרבה פעמים מלווה אותנו המבוגרים איזושהי הרגשת תסכול. אני לא עשיתי מצמיד משהו, אני לא ניצלתי את החיים שלי כמו שצריך, אבל אני משקיע את כל המשאבים בבן שלי להוציא ממנו את מה שאני לא הוצאתי מעצמי. כיצד להשקיע נכון בחינוך? כמה לפנק ולהעניק? אני נפגש עם הורים. שמהבחינה הגשמית מוכנים לתת לילד את הכל, קונים לו מה שהוא רוצה, מפנקים אותו, נותנים לו הכל. מתי ואיך להעניש? ואז אנחנו נוטים לזהות בילדים דברים לא טובים, והתכונות הלא טובות שאנחנו מזהים בילדים, אלו התכונות שאנחנו חושדים שקיימים בנו. על הכל סביב החינוך, בתוכנית הרועה את הנולד, עם הרב אברהם ברזילי, מרצה בכיר בנושא חינוך ילדים וייעוץ להורים. אנחנו, ההורים. רואים בילדים שלנו בעצם בדור ההמשך. אני רואה את הבן שלי, אני רואה את עצמי בקטן. הרואה את הנולד, יום רביעי, חמש בערב. Phone number 
uh, our email address all over the week, especially uh, during this radio show. It's abrahameducation at gmail.com, abrahameducation at gmail.com. Well, many years ago, I got a question for one of the mothers, and she asked me, look, my son brought uh, bad words from outside, maybe from his class, his society, and the Talmud Torah, and I don't know how to handle with it. I spoke with his rabbi. I spoke with his teachers, and nothing actually happened. So what can I do? And especially this time when they came home and they are on summer vacation, we ask ourselves what my son actually did all over the year in the school. Now he gratitude his studies, and I want to know what actually he gained from uh, the educational system. And sometimes we're disappointed. Sometimes we feel that it's not, it's not as I thought. Especially when I hear from my son some bad words that I know for sure it's, it didn't come from me, so why it happened. And she asked me, look, I don't know how to handle with it. So I told her, look, I have another question. And I want to ask you, tell me, please. There is Gemara, and the Gemara says, Shuta de Yenuka Beshuka o de Avio o de Ime. In Hebrew, in English, it says that if you heard some bad words from a little kid, you can be sure that he heard it by his mother or maybe by his father. But it came from his home for sure. But it's standing in contrast in the question that you just introduced. Because you say that you can swear that you had never said such a bad word. So he learned from outside, and he brought it to your home, and he makes his, the rest of his brothers, to, like Mekul Kalim, he makes a bad impact on them. So how it can fit with the Gemara, what the Gemara says, that if you heard some bad words from a little child, you can be sure it came from his father or his mother. This is a question. And the answer is very, very simple. Let's say that you are living in a home that, you know, each one of the home actually has its environment, its atmosphere. There are some homes that the way of talking is irrespected way. I mean, let's say that you yell at your child, and you have to say something to him. So you say, why did you do that? And why you did so? And how many times can I tell you, do not do that? Oh, you're so lazy. Oh, you let me down. Oh, I disappointed from you. 
or the relationship between mother and father at home. What kind of language we have in our house? Sometimes the language is irrespective language. I mean, don't you hear what I told you? Or the wife says to, his, to, to her husband, how many times I can talk to you? Stop putting your shoes whenever you, you just put off them. I want to put it to be arranged. I've married to you for 20 years. You didn't make any movement to improve yourself. Now, look what's happened. The parents actually don't say any bad word. That's right. They don't say stupid. They don't say worse than words. That's right. But the atmosphere is atmosphere of irrespect. Now, the child going outside, and he takes with him the atmosphere of his home. The atmosphere that he absorbed at home, going with him anywhere he goes. Now, he heard from outside the word stupid or worse word. He heard the bad word. Now, the child doesn't know to make the distinction between bad word, that it's nibul peh, that it's for sure prohibited by the Torah, to other words that he heard in his house. So he copied the word he heard outside, and he bringing it into his home. And suddenly, when he's getting nervous on his brother, he may say, Bad, 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 worst word. And the parents are in shock. What did you say? I don't believe that. Where did you brought it from? The Gemara says it came from you, mother and father. Because he actually observed the irrespecting atmosphere. He doesn't know to make the distinction between the exact words. He just knows that in this house you can talk however you want. You can talk when someone is make you crazy. You can say, you can be angry with him. You can yell at him. You can scream. You can do. You just blow out. I know. But he didn't know that the exact word, it's one step forward. It's actually crossing the lines. He didn't know that. And because he didn't know that, but why he actually brought this word into the home, it's because of the parents. It's because of the irrespected atmosphere at home. And we have to remember that. That's what the Gemara says. Ode avoe, ode ime. He heard it or from his father, or maybe from his mother. The Gemara means, he didn't, that's right, he didn't heard the specific word. 
the bad word. Yeah, that's right. He took it from outside. But who told him to take it? Just, just makes sense. He didn't was in that society only by his own. There are more friends with him, and they also heard the worst word from one out of the street. Why the neighbor's son didn't brought, didn't bring this word into his home? Why he didn't copy this word and he didn't embrace this word to his lexicon? You know why? Because in that home, they keeping unrespected language, respected attitude. That's why he knows this word is not suited to this home atmosphere. But in your home, because of the irrespective atmosphere, he led to himself to take some words, bad words, from outside to inside the world. So we really have to be aware of the atmosphere that we're creating, especially in these days on the summer vacation. In summer vacation, we know that we spend much more time with the kids, and it's not so simple to us because many, many discipline issues raised up. Many, many discipline of lack in Kibbutz Harim is raised up. And sometimes we feel that we're just drawing in a big sea, and we don't know how to handle with it. So today, Bezrat Hashem, we're dedicating this radio show for discipline issues, for atmosphere issues, all the matters that actually raised up, especially in these days of the summer vacation. So before we're going to a small vocal break, uh, let me to remind you that you can keep and send us your text messages via 347 Nine two seven eight three nine eight. That's three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Also, you can call in a phone number seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight, and you can send us an email via Abraham Education at gmail dot com. Now, Bezrat Hashem, we are going to a small vocal break, and we'll be right back with you with our topic. How to handle with the kids in these special days of a summer vacation. Bevakasha. <laughs> Yeah, 
This is the lesson, it's the time to learn ואהבת לרעך כמוך זה כלל גדול, כלל גדול בתורה Treating our friends as we want in return This is the lesson, it's the time to learn ואהבת לרעך כמוך זה כלל גדול, כלל גדול בתורה This is a lesson, it's the time to learn ואהבת לרעך כמוך זה כלל גדול, כלל גדול בתורה Treating our friends as we want in return This is the lesson, it's the time to learn Uh, um, 
that uh, the problem is that she's suffering from ADHD. Don't make some decisions so fast. And I tell you why. Because to be qualified is very good. But sometimes it's actually became uh, a booby trap. You know why? Because in my mind, because I so qualified, I know many, many, many kinds of children, many kinds of kids, then in my mind I have a few folders. Each one of the folders has a title. Hyper disorder, um, OCD, or maybe some other issues with a very, very special names. Now when I see a little kid in the kindergarten or maybe at school, and I see that his behavior is not so smooth. It's not going so easy. Immediately in my mind, I'm looking for the folder to put this case into that specific folder. And it's too fast that I already defined the case in front of my eyes, and I sure this is the case because I learned. I know I qualified. It's not so good. We have to know that each one of the children is a special soul. And the very fact that she actually bothers others doesn't mean she has some disorder or maybe you have um, to go to a therapist or something like this. Don't be so sure about that, okay? Be very, very careful with that. Um, so, first of all, let's test the condition of the specific home, okay? One of the most trigger for a hyper behavior of a kid, it's a lack in warmth and affection. Sometimes when the parents actually naturally, they're so busy and they have no time for the kids just Show them the warmth and affection that I really appreciate you and you are very, very important to me and you are the center core of my life. He doesn't feel that because we're so busy. And even in the summer vacation, it's getting worse because till now, the time that he spent in school he didn't realize that his daddy and mommy so busy because he is in school. He doesn't know what's going on outside. But now when he at home and he sees that he really that you really doesn't care about him, it makes him feel so bad. And it has a great impact on his behavior in school, in the kindergarten in the kindergarten or in the playgroup. We have to be very, very careful with that. I believe that there is no any parent who is not, who doesn't like, who doesn't love his kids. No doubt. This is a character that Hashem gave into 
each one of the parents to love their kids. But you know what this is the problem? The problem is that the kids are not convinced that it's really true. They have to feel that. Because a little child, he percepts the, the world through his physical sense, not by his mind. And because of that, he doesn't have to know that we love him. He has to feel it. And if we want our child to feel that we love him, we have to hug him, we have to kiss him, we have to embrace him. And he has to feel that. So we're always talking about showing warmth and affection. The very fact that you love your child doesn't mean doesn't say that he really know that. If you want your child to know that you love him, you have to make him feel it by hugs, by kisses, by pet. Now, one more trigger to a hyper uh, behavior is uh, lack in discipline. I mean, when a child is growing up in a house that there is a healthy discipline, good discipline, at the right way, then he feels that his parents really strong. He feels the authority in the air. He feels the firmness in the air, in the atmosphere of the house, because this home has a commander. This home has a balabite, the honor of this house. This is not Hefker. This place is not Hefker. You cannot do whatever you know, whatever you want, whenever you want. There are rules to this house, and you have to follow those rules. When a child actually grow up in such kind of uh, atmosphere, the atmosphere that the world is not healthcare. So he starts to feel safe. And when he feels safe, he's growing up and his behavior becomes calm and relaxed. Because he feels safe. He feels that he can be relaxed. There, is, there are parents, they take the responsibility of his life. They guide him, they show him the rules, and they make sure that he follows them. So despite the fact that maybe at a specific time, in a certain time, it's not so comfortable to him, because he wants to do something, but his parents don't, don't allow him to do that. He wants to break the rules, but the parents don't allow him to do that. So it's not comfortable, it's inconvenience right now for him, but during the time it's actually built a whole picture of there are rules, there are a leader to this house. I want to be in an aircraft with a pilot, with the one leader. I don't want to be in an aircraft without pilot. Right? 
So sometimes I want him to move faster. Sometimes I want him to, to take off on time. And it's not going just like my expectation. That's right. It's not so comfortable to me. But I know there is some strong hands holding the plane. I appreciate it. I feel safe. The same principle at home. When I see it, when I'm growing up in a home, that I feel that my parents are actually strong, and they have their firmness, then I feel that I'm safe, and automatically my behavior outside the house, when I'm in school, when I'm in the kindergarten, my behavior actually going improve more and more and more. So what we can do right now when the kids at home and some issues of discipline actually um, popping up, how we can help with that. One of the most difficulties to raise children is that I feel that I'm out of control. I cannot implement rules in my home because I feel I'm losing my grip. I cannot focus my child that I want something, that I said something, and it's not going so easy. Sometimes I just feel that I, you know, drifting away, I don't know what to do with my kids. How we can restart a healthy discipline in our home? Well, I will give you an example. You know, on Avenue M, there is some store which called Amazing Savings. You heard about it? Probably yes. So when you going inside this store, there are background music in the air. And the first two minutes when you entered to this store, you notice the music. You realize, hey, there's some music here. Or maybe you can recognize the specific song that played in the air. And you say, oh, this is a nice, nice song. But after two minutes, you're not listening to anything. You just put a focus and you put your mind on the prices, on the products, and you don't even notice there is some music in the background. When you go out of this store with your handbags, and I ask you, tell me, how many songs played during your shopping? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even, I don't even notice that there, was, there were songs. You know why? Because you're getting used very fast to the atmosphere. The atmosphere of songs in the air. So in the first two minutes, you realize, you, you, you notice the songs, but after two minutes, you forget about it, 
and you put a focus on the most important things, of course, the prices of the products, right? The same principle in our home. And I mean to say, every home has its atmosphere. There are some homes with an atmosphere of a silence. People speak very, very low. And there are some uh, homes that the atmosphere is a very loudy, very noisy. This is the way of talking of that certain house. Now, which kind of house is your home? Sometimes, because we have... So many things to do at home. We, we are not stopping. We are not stopped to talk with the kids. We always say, Yossi, I wanted to take a shower. Rina, please take a little brother outside to the playground. David, what about you? Did you make your homework already or not? And all over the day, since they came home, they came home from school till they falling in asleep. We always hang demands, 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 orders, 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 many, many, many. Now, the atmosphere of many, many, many orders, very loud and noisy orders. Came an integral part of our home's atmosphere. During the time, your child getting used to the fact this is the atmosphere of my home. He is internalizing that my home actually going always. It's going with the loudy and noisy atmosphere. Just like when I going into Amazing Savings, I know that the atmosphere here is an atmosphere of music. There's always music in the background. So after two minutes, I cannot notice the music, I just put a focus on the prices. So after two minutes when your child came from school, he sits on the floor with his Lego parts, with his toys, and you say, Yossi, come here. Yossi, come for supper. Yossi, I want you to take a shower. And it seems that he's, that he's a deaf. And he asks, Why? Why didn't you listen to me? Are you deaf? The very sad answer is yes, he's a deaf right now. You know why? Because he got used, this is the atmosphere of his home. Always talking, talking, talking in the air. So he put a focus on the most important things like Lego parts, like his toys. That's what really mattered to him. So he really doesn't listen to you. 
Many parents think that Yossi just ignored me. No, he's not ignoring you. Really doesn't listen to you. Just like when you make shopping in Amazing Savings, after two minutes, you don't even realize, you don't even notice there's some music in the background. You don't care about that. You care about the prices, about the product. The same principle. The same thing. Now, what we can do, what we can do with it. If the owner of the Amazing Savings would ask me, look, I've put a lot of effort to select a quality songs for my customers, but I feel they, they are not appreciated because, as you said, after, after two minutes they came in, they forget about the music. And, and, and it's too bad for me because I want them to pay attention about how quality music I select. I selected for them. What you suggest to me to do if I want them to notice every single song that I play for them. You know what I would answer? I would tell him like this. Look, if you want people to appreciate your taste and to appreciate your efforts that you give them the selected best songs, you know what you have to do? You have to play the music for two seconds and then turn it off for five minutes. And then turn it on for two minutes and turn it off for ten minutes. Don't let people get used to the atmosphere of songs. The same thing in our home. If you want your child to listen to you, and you want your child to be disciplined, first of all, stop talking to so much. Stop the background music of orders, of demands in your home. Say something. You want something? Say something. But not so a lot of talks. Say something for two minutes and then turn your voice off for two hours. Don't let your child to getting used to a loudy, noisy atmosphere at home. Be smart. But there is one more important thing in this program. If you want your customers to appreciate the music you play in the background, now the situation is affected because people already got used to the background music. So first of all, you have to turn it off totally for two weeks. For two weeks. Let your returning customers to getting used that amazing savings 
is a silent place. No music at all for two weeks, maybe for three weeks. No music at all. Now when they got used to the fact there is no music, now start the new program. Turn it on for two minutes and turn it off for ten minutes. Then turn it on for two minutes and turn it off for ten minutes. Now start. But first of all, you have to create a new atmosphere, atmosphere of quiet, of a silence. The same way in our home. The atmosphere in your home already became a loudy atmosphere. An atmosphere of demand. This is an integral part of the environment of the house. That mommy always talking, daddy always angry. It's not an impact them. They already got used to that. They really don't listen to you. You want to improve the discipline? You want to focus them on what you're talking with them? First of all, turn the music off for two weeks. Let your child get used to the fact that my home has been changed. My home atmosphere has been changed. This is not the same atmosphere. This is an atmosphere of a silent. And then suddenly, turn on the music for two minutes. Suddenly you say, after a whole month of a silent, suddenly you say, Yossi, I want you to take a shower. Oh, for the first time he'll listening to you. He knows that you're talking to him. Now I know one of the common questions that actually popped up at the moment I suggest this uh, I suggest this program to parents they they say, "But how can I turn off the music as you call it for two weeks? Are you crazy? Two weeks without demands without orders? You know how my my how my house should look like?" Then I tell, yeah, I, I'm well aware of it. But I have a solution for you. I have a solution for you. I will teach you how to manage your home without talking at all. For two weeks, for three weeks, even for a month. You want to know how to do that? Right after a small vocal break that Iran will pray for us. Bevakasha. Thank <laughs> you. 
right now I want you to leave the Lego parts and go take a shower. And then you leave him again, and you go into the kitchen. After 10 minutes more, you're going back and you say, Yossi, what's going on with you? What is the matter with you? I told you, go take a shower. Instead of this action, let me to suggest you a new way. Go to the Yossi's room without any word in a silence. Hold his hand. When he looked at you, tell him, let's go. And you're going together, and he doesn't know even to where. He has no any rejection. He's going with you, and you lead him into the shower. You put him into the shower, and you say, when you need a towel, please call me. And you close the door. Now, of course, in the beginning, he's going to open the door, and he went back to his Lego parts. Then you go again to his room, and you take, hold his hand, lead him to the shower, and tell him again in a very silent voice, when he need a towel, call me. Now, you have to do this ritual one more time, and one more time, one more time, even if it takes hours. But the value that your child starts to inheriting is that when mommy says something, she really means it. I must do that. There's no any way out of that. I must follow orders. So for two weeks now, let's say that he has to go, he has to come for supper, hold his hand, start to lead him to the kitchen. He doesn't know what you want from him. Bring him to the table and tell him, now it's supper time. If you have older kids, you can tell them, when the clock coming to 7.15, then the kitchen is closed. Now, don't chase after them because you want them to eat. No. When it's 7.15, you close the kitchen. You pick up all the food, put it in the refrigerator, and that's it. Now we're going to sleep. And then they say with a so poor voice, Mommy, I'm hungry. I didn't eat anything. Don't feel guilty for that. They are specialists to make the most merciful voice. Mommy, you're cruel. Why you did it to me? You don't like me. I want to die. They have many, many, many smart sentences. But stay strong and say, Oh, my dear son, don't tell him. You see, I told you, why didn't you come on time? Tomorrow, now you have your lesson. No, this is not the attitude. Just hug him and kiss him and tell him, 
Oh, I know, it's so, so difficult to not eat. Oh, I know, you're starving. You know, it's no longer that it was Yudzayin Betamuz, it was a Tzom. And I also didn't eat and didn't drink and for a whole day. And, 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 and it was so difficult to me. I can identify with your situation. So let me to eat something. Oh, no. But what can I do? I told you, 7.15, the kitchen is closed. Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow morning, I will love to bring you a breakfast. Now, there is no any war, there is no any battle between you and your certain child. You just mercy on him. You just try to, to identify with him. But no, break the rules anyway. That way, you can keep on a silent for two weeks, for three weeks. And then when you start talking, try to select three most important things that demands that you want to ask from your child. And ask from him only those three demands. You know why? First of all, it's going to be easier to you to follow your orders because today you say 100 orders a day. You, yourself, has no powers to make sure it's all done. But if you selected only three demands, then you ask your child to do something, you have the patience to make sure and to stay consistent and to make sure that you really follow your orders. This is very, very important. Second gain you have, that it's going to be easier to your child to follow your orders because today you ask many, many, many things say, that he just, you know, he disappoints. You say, I cannot handle with it. I cannot stay on it. Anyway, I couldn't make whatever they asked for me. But now when it's only three things, it's going to be easier to your child to follow your orders. And it's very, very important. So that's the way I would like to suggest to you. Well, I know the issue is more wide, but our radio show actually um, coming to its end. So I really want to thank to you, dear listeners. I want to thank to Aaron Jacob for taking care about the technical side of this radio show. And I really want to wish to you and to all Am Israel that Be'ezat Hashem still in this year we wouldn't need to make a psalm Tisha B'Av. It becomes to be a happy day with the Binyan Bet HaMikdash Rabbi Amenu. And let me to remind you, my American phone number, you can call me for free consultation every night between 10 p.m. through 12 midnight. I'm talking about Israel time, of course. My phone number is 917-8094-944. That's 917-8094-944. Thank you very much. And Bezrat Hashem, Kaitz Bari, and good Ben Azmanim, 
to get more powers to start this man Elul Abba Aleinu Letova called Tuf.